You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Check how many have your Bibles in the sanctuary. Raise your hand if you have your Bibles. I want you to look around at folk that brought their Bibles to church. Hey, man, ain't, isn't this a good sight? Do y'all appreciate seeing a sight like this? Man, I love it. Hey, man, I love it. Y'all can put them down. I pray one day we do this Bible check. We may to get a maybe snap a picture, a broad picture of how many folk bringing their Bibles. But I know some of y'all think I'm old school, and in some ways I am. But Man, I just believe you need to bring your Bible to church. And uh, even at home, don't you depend on that cell phone. Uh, you get that Bible out and read and read that Bible. You have that personal quality time with God that is not going to be disturbed by any notification. Watch this. Except it come from him. Amen. That, that's how you want to be. Amen. Let us notice the book of Galatians. Thank you. I need you all to be patient this morning with me. An important word, but I need to... Uh, Really make sure that um, when I deal with what I'm going to deal with, I need to make sure that we leave here with knowledge and understanding. Amen. And so uh, not so much concerned this morning about uh, people dancing and shouting during the message uh, as I am. Again, you leaving having received knowledge and understanding. Let's, let's start in the book of Galatians and let's notice Galatians 6. Let's notice Galatians 6, and I want to call your attention to verse number 15. Now, Paul has in Galatians 5 and 6 said this same thing that he's about to say again in Galatians 6 and verse number 15. And again, uh, just when I think about Paul not only saying in the latter clause of verse 15 what he says, but when I think about that he had previously said it uh, almost the exact same way, just really tells me that I, I really need to take heed to what, to what Paul was saying, amen, to the saints in Galatia. And so notice when we look at Galatians 6 and uh, verse number 15, the Bible said, For in Christ Jesus, notice this, for in Christ Jesus, who is Jesus? Jesus is simply Savior. The name Jesus simply means Savior. The name Yeshua, it means Savior. He is the one who came to save. And if you want to know, again, uh how he came to save, then you need to consider John 10 and 10, which he said, for I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so Jesus, when he came to save us, he came to give us a better life. Come on, somebody. I say he came to give us a better life. And so anybody who's truly saved, anybody who's truly born again, you should be living a better life. Come on, I ain't get that many amen, but you should be living a better. Don't tell me that you saved, that you in Christ Jesus, but you're not experiencing a better life. Something is wrong with that. Something is wrong with that. The moment I got saved, I start experiencing, listen, immediately a better life. You say, Pastor, how could it have been immediately because of the peace that flooded my heart? Come on. For years of trying to deliver myself out of things, but when I called upon his name, he saved me. He delivered me. He flooded my heart with peace. That was an immediate change. And so in Christ Jesus... Don't miss it again. We live a better life. For Paul says again, let me start over in verse 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. Y'all better pay attention this morning. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails 
anything. It does not profit anything. But notice what avails. Notice what profits. But a new creation. Come on. Come on. What avails is being a new creation. Not simply being a Jew. Uh, of the Jewish nation. Oh, I'm going I'm, I'm to need y'all to just get with me this morning. What avails, Paul says, what profits is being a new creation. Notice verse 16. And as many as walk according to this rule or this principle, Paul said, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Notice again, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. As many as walk according to this rule or this principle of knowing that what avails, what profits is being a new creation, Paul said, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. And so what we need to be doing as saints of God is availing as a new creation. And so that's my subject this morning, availing as a new creation. Now it's important that you understand this new creation is the workmanship of God. It is the workmanship of God. Therefore, this new creation that I'm going to teach about, I have a subtopic which is simply God made. God made. Let's give God a hand for the subject on this morning, availing as a new creation. And let's give them a praise for our subtopic, God made. Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, was an apostle by the will of God and not by the will of man. Paul was God-made and not self-made. And when you look at the life of Paul, in order for God to make the apostle, to be the apostle that he had ordained for him to be, it's important to understand that Paul had to suffer. Paul had to go through some things. In other words, in Paul's life, everything was not always a bed of ease. But see, it was God who had ordained that he was going to raise Paul up and use Paul in a mighty way. Pastor, why are you going over that with us? Because I think we have to understand that if God is going to use us, then we also have to suffer. See, see, nobody who God truly uses is going to just have everything work the way that he or she desires for it to work. And there are some of you this morning, you're upset about certain things that are taking place in your life. And, and, and you're upset to the point to where you, you, you're ready for this to just quickly be done with. You, you, you're ready to just move on to, if, if you will, the next chapter of your life. But, but can I teach right this morning? There are things that God knows we have to go through. You have not listened. You can't go around it. you got to go through it. Come on, somebody. If I am to continue being who God has ordained for me to be, then y'all need to recognize that I'm going to have to go through some things. Yeah, 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 I'm going to have to go through some things that, that family can't pull me out of. I, I'm going to have to go through some things that getting a second or third or a fourth job is not going to pull me out of what 
but God has deemed you need to go through this. this. This is relevant. This is important for what I am going to do in your life. And I wish some folk would get happy right now, recognize about what you're going through, that you got to suffer. you got to go through that in order for God to make you. Oh, you need to give him a better hand this morning because some of you have been pouting and you need to be praising. Yeah, somebody been doing too much complaining and you need to start lifting your hands and just saying to God, make me God. Make me have your way in my life. Be seated. And if God is going to truly have his way in our lives, we got to trust him. You hear me? I said, we got to trust him. You have to trust God in seasons of suffering. Come on. And see, if you don't trust God in a season of suffering, in suffering, you won't learn. I said, in suffering, you won't learn. That's when some of us, we've been through uh, the same old thing, if you will, over and over and over again. But you're not learning in your suffering. You have to learn from what God allowed you to experience. Come on, somebody. Because everything will not take an experience. Come on, I said everything doesn't require an experience. See, I don't want to be to the point where the only way I can learn something is I got to experience it. No. No. Because I consider myself to be a great learner when it comes to learning by way of observation. Yeah, I'm learning by what is written. I ain't got to go through everything in this Bible to know God to be real. No, I'm going to look in the Word. I should have got some more amen, and I'm going to learn. But when God does deem that we need an experience, we need to learn from that experience. Somebody right now, you're going through things, and, and again, you're not learning anything about who you are. You, you, you're really not learning why you are where you are. Remember what I always say? A part of maturing is coming to a place where you can take responsibility for where you are in life. Come on, y'all don't like that. Gotta take some responsibility for your choices. Woo, Pastor, you don't know how they did me. Doesn't matter how they did you. How did you respond to what they did? How are you responding to what they're saying? I don't know why saints of God be taught good, but get to going through trials that are similar to other trials, but we get so down in the midst of suffering. Got to grow up. This ain't the first time folk done talked about you. Come on, you got to get over that. Oh, Lord, y'all ain't liking me so far. I said, you got to get over that. It's the first time you've been mistreated. Got to get over that. First time you've been overlooked, you got to get over that. You know what I learned? That sometimes God will have people overlook you because he ain't through with you yet. And he ain't going to let nobody prostitute your gifts for their own sake. So make me, Lord. So work on me. Now, Paul knew about this church. That as Paul would establish certain doctrine, certain teachings, he would establish or instill, I should say, into the saints of God. Yet Paul would find out that when he would travel and be away from the saints, that certain things would creep into the church, that being into the mindset of the saints, that was not good. And see, though we're not in Galatia, we get taught good. I said, we get taught good. I said, we get taught good. But it don't stop the enemy from trying to creep in. And what the people have been taught, 
He tries to change their mindset. You know, there are some Sundays you leave here, you know you done heard from God. Come on, you can say it real deep like I've heard from God. Come on, anybody ever left church and told somebody, we heard from God. Truly the Lord was in this place. But then all of a sudden, the enemy, demons, and situations try to change your mindset. See, Paul had the right to this church. Notice in Galatians 1. I wasn't going to go here, but I think we need to see it. Notice in Galatians 1 and, and verse 6. Just turn back to the first chapter. Galatians 1 and verse number 6. Notice, remember I told you Paul had established good doctrine. Good doctrine is sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is healthy doctrine. See, see every, every teaching that comes forth in the church is not good nowadays. I said it's not good nowadays. Just because you heard something in the church don't mean it's right. Come on. Just because a preacher said it don't mean it's, it's right. But pastor, he, he, he a bishop don't mean he's right. But he reverend so-and-so don't mean reverend so-and-so is right. And see, sadly, there are churches that the pastor or whoever doesn't even teach out of the Bible anymore. You're going to trust somebody that much? Did you say believe me because I said it? That's the reason I want y'all to have your Bibles. So that when you disagree with what I'm saying, your fight is bigger than just me and you. No, I came from God. I came out the book. So you don't have a problem with me. You got a problem with God. Now notice what Paul said in Galatians 1 and 6. I got to speed up. He said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him or Jesus who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. See, see, listen, once you're doing right, you got to recognize about doing right that everybody ain't happy that you're doing right. Everybody not glad that you're on the right path. I'm going to church now, y'all. You'd be surprised who ain't going to be happy about that statement. Come on. Y'all, you know, I'm thinking about changing my life. What you mean changing? What's wrong with the life you got now? Well, I ain't saved and, and, and I need to be saved. Who told you you need to be saved? See, everybody ain't going to be happy for you. Come on. You can be a known liar. And you would think when you tell folks, look, I'm going to start striving to tell the truth. That seems like that's something there. Some folks just be, hey, praise God for the change. No. No. There are some folk who are going to seek to trouble you. Y'all better hear me. That's when you got folk that don't even go to church but think they know more about what it takes to live this life I'm going to separate myself from those like myself who actually live it. Come on. Those are folk who want to trouble you. Want to disagree with what you're being taught out of the Bible. Yet they have no interest to live it themselves. God, I'm teaching better than some of y'all listening to more. You have to be careful that you don't allow people to trouble you. I know I need to stay in the church. I ain't got time to let nobody trouble me about going to church. You ain't going to change my mind about who Jesus is. I'm not going to let you trouble me like that. I know who saved me. 
I said, I know who saved me. I know who delivered me from them streets. I know who delivered me from whoremongering. I know who made me a faithful man. Oh, because I ain't always been that. I ain't always had that testimony. What am I saying to you? I know I've been changed. You better high five somebody real quick and tell them, show it right, show it right. Mm, tell somebody sitting near you, I know I've been changed. Ooh, shout it to somebody, I know I've been changed. Do you know you're not the same? Do you know you've been changed? Do you know who made the change? Who caused the change? Don't y'all get so diddy on me, refuge. Don't y'all. You ain't forgot who changed you, have you? You ain't forgot who turned it around, have you? Go back to Galatians 6. But see, there were people coming in and they was troubling the saints. Y'all got to listen to me. Because these same folks are troubling the church now. Trying to make folk think that if you hadn't been circumcised, then you were not truly born again. And you got to understand, when it came to the circumcision, when Paul talks about the circumcision versus the uncircumcision, He's basically talking about Jews and Gentiles. I don't want nobody to get upset with me, but there are churches that make the mistake, even in our day and time, of trying to convince born-again believers that the way to get closer to God is to get more Jewish. Now, whoo, I ain't ever been to Jerusalem. Listen, not because I ain't got the money, I just ain't, I ain't desired to go. But now going won't make me closer to God. Because you know you got these folk, they visit Jerusalem. And because you ain't been to the holy city, they come back and somehow they closer to God. This all we using, it ain't the real thing. I got some holy oil from the city of Jerusalem. Come on. Pastor, I don't just pray no more, but now I got me a, a, a holy prayer show. <laughs> Bought it right downtown Jerusalem. Now I've been talking to God and God been listening more. Come on, come on. Pastor, if you know of anybody that, that's got any type of sickness or anything, Pastor, I, I, I got some extra holy water for the church. So, 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 so his stripes ain't working no more. See, 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 we got to be careful. And see, right now you got people who think that because they are a Hebrew, that they are automatically saved. But Paul says that circumcision and uncircumcision avails nothing. Look at it again. Some of y'all looking at me. You, you, you shocked that I'm saying what I'm saying, but you just hold on now. He said, for in Christ Jesus, verse 15, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new 
creation. Go with me to the book of Genesis. Go with me to the book of Genesis. Remember what I said. Now, if you don't know these books, just use your table of content. But what I always tell you about the book of Genesis. Hmm. What's the two easiest books to find in the Bible? Hmm. Tell you, you can't get Genesis and Revelation. Uh, they tell me we got another problem. We got another problem. Go to Genesis 17. Yeah, we got, you can't find Genesis. We got another problem. Genesis 17. This is important. Y'all, y'all, please stay with me. Please stay with me. Notice, notice in Genesis 17. Notice Genesis 17 and verse number 10. So I got to lay some foundation. So when I'm finished with the message, if you've received the foundation, then you are who God has declared you to be. Y'all miss it. I said you are who God has declared you to be. And I'm going to show you today that who he has declared you to be is better. It's better than who you were before him. Come on. I'm telling y'all, when you leave church today and you're able to say, I not only heard, but I applied it. God said, folk, lives finna get better. I said, lives in this church are about to get better. Pastor, you say one message can do that? Yes. One word from God can change your life. Because see, sometime in the church, we faithful coming to church. But with some, it's still like you don't really know who you are. You don't really know who you are. But notice Genesis 17 and, and, and verse number 10. Notice it because this is important. We're going to find out where the circumcision came from. Genesis 17 and verse number 10. Now, this is God speaking. He said, this is my covenant. Which you shall keep, he talking to Abraham, between me and you, and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins. And it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. See, that's what God told Abraham, the father of faith. That he was to circumcise every male child as a sign of a covenant between him and God. What was this covenant? That God was going to bless Abraham. Listen, he was going to make Abraham the father of many nations. He was going to take Sarah whose womb was closed. He was going to open up her womb miraculously. And she was going to be the mother of all living. But see, God, through Jesus, you have to remember this, Jesus did not come to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill the law. Hold on. Because, see, when people try to keep the law, as a means to justify themselves before God, we fail every time. And see, through Jesus, he was bringing something better. What was the better that Jesus was bringing? He was bringing grace. Somebody better hear me. I said he was bringing grace. Now, from a natural standpoint, even today, we still, many folks still circumcise male children just for good hygiene and healthiness amongst a man. Oh, y'all, come on here, somebody. But what Jesus was going to do through the shedding of his blood, through his sacrifice, he was going to bring grace, listen to me, to all men. So it wouldn't matter if a person was a Jew or a Gentile. Y'all better hear me. Faith in Jesus was the key to living a better life. 
Listen to me. Faith in his redemptive work on the cross would be the key to a person being born again. Being born again. Becoming a new creation. So Paul was trying to get the saints at Galatia to recognize that circumcision and uncircumcision profits nothing. But Paul wanted them to stand on having been born again by the shed blood of Jesus. Now listen carefully because this is another danger in the church. When people get to say, well, thank God that we under grace. But grace is not an excuse to continue practicing sin. Y'all better come on. Because this means you got folk coming to church, but they ain't living nothing. And when you preach holiness, come on, when you preach sanctification, they talk to you about grace. But God didn't give us grace as an excuse to stay in our mess. He gave us grace to cover our mess. Come on, somebody, to bring you out of what you can't bring yourself out of. See, somebody been struggling for a different life. Somebody been struggling to be a better person. But I'm going to show you how you get to where you want to be. I said, I'm going to show you. Somebody want a better marriage. I'm going to show you. Somebody want to be single and satisfied. Come on, I'm going to show you today. Somebody want to be young and prosperous, I'm going to show you today. Oh, come on, somebody don't want to be programmed by this world system, but you want to live outside of this system. Oh, I'm teaching right, I'm teaching right. There's a better system. And it has been put in place. And whoever know who they are in this kingdom. Look at somebody based upon them being a man or a woman. Just tell them, say, you a bad man. You a bad woman. You just. Y'all better hang in here. We going somewhere. Look at somebody and say, you a bad man. You a bad woman. Yes, you are. Look at Ephesians. Remember now, they were troubling the church. I got to lay this good foundation because when I get to the end, it's going to be some of us shouting and happy, and it's going to be others like, I, I don't get it. So you didn't get that foundation. Look at Ephesians chapter number two. This is this stuff so important. And see, because once you've been taught, Again, you shouldn't allow folk to trouble you. You got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Know who you are. Don't let nobody trouble you. Don't let nobody trouble you. Notice uh, Ephesians 2. Are y'all hanging in here with me? Let's look at verse number 4. Look what Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. Ephesians 2 and verse 4. Paul said, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Watch how God loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses. When we were dead in trespasses, he was loving us. Come on, can I break that down? When we weren't studying him, he was loving us. See, don't ever think God just started moving for you when you got in the church. No, look back. 
there's a reason certain things didn't happen. Wasn't your goodness. Wasn't your intelligence. We make the mistake of saying stuff like, yeah, God got his hands on me right now. But if the truth be told, he was dealing with some of us in the club. He was dealing with some of you at Motel 6. He was dealing with some of you at Freaknik. He was dealing with some of you. You say God can't deal with nobody at a strip club? God! God dealt with people when they weren't with their spouse. Anybody remember a day when you were sinning and, and, and you just loved your sin, but then you got to a point to where when you did your thing, I'm only talking to a few folk right now because I'm finna lose my deep folk. When you did your thing, you didn't get the feeling you was always accustomed to. It, 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 didn't, it didn't do. See, y'all want me to say it. And then when I say certain stuff, y'all preach, pastor, deal with it. And as soon as I say something, you're looking for it like, I don't see how she take that. You told me to deal with it. I remember mean, I mean, I mean, seeing just, just, just being with folk, sleeping with people, not closing your eyes. Not that type of sleep. No, we got some real young ones in here. Not that type of sleep. But then afterwards, still got that feeling of there's a void. This can't be all that life is about. Got to be more. Come on, somebody. I got to move on. But ain't nobody ever been there where you did your thing. But, you, but, but something in you was saying it's got to be more. Notice what he said, second, uh, second chapter of Ephesians, Ephesians 2 and 5. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together. Watch this. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness Toward us in Christ Jesus. This is what I want you to see. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves. Teach us Paul. It is the gift of God. See it, ain't, it, it don't have nothing to do with a man's skin complexion. Come on, somebody. You cannot be held down just because you're black. See, because before I consider myself to be black, I first of all consider myself to be a new creation. I'm teaching right. See, I can't change this blackness, nor how, nor would I desire to. Teach that thing right, pal. I believe everybody ought to be happy with how God made you. Whether you be white man, black man, red man, the key is being a new man. That's remain down with certain things. Because certain people want you to put certain things first. And they want you to put Jesus on the back burner. Well, Pastor, you need to speak as a black man. No, I need to first speak as a saved man. Come on. 
because if I speak as a saved man, I can help deliver some of my black men. Deliver them how, Pastor? Through the truth. Black hate is just as bad as white hate. Come on, somebody. It's wrong for whites to be prejudiced, but it's just as wrong. Come, I know I'm talking right. It done got quiet up in the house. But see, again, there was a time in Galatians 2, I'm not going to go there for a second time, that Peter, the apostle, a seasoned apostle, would eat with the Gentiles, fellowship with them. But then when certain Jews would come to town, Peter would separate himself from the Gentiles and he, he wouldn't eat with them. Because the Bible said in Galatians 2 that he feared the circumcision. He feared what people would think. He feared what people would say. If they say, hey, here you are a Jew. And you eating and fellowshipping with these Gentiles. And so Peter separated himself. But when Paul saw it, See, Paul had to set the record straight. Paul said, I will stood him to the face because of his hypocrisy. See, in other words, Paul was teaching that a man is not saved based upon his or her nationality. This teaching so need to be taught in the church now that is you got folk leaving the church. And the only thing they can tell you now is, is they left because they found out that they are such and such now. But see, I hope y'all listening because a person can be a Jew and still be lost. There are people living in the holy city. Lost. Come on. There are folk live within so many miles of the so-called tomb of Jesus and lost. Y'all don't hear me this morning. And see, Paul had to set the record straight with Peter. He said, even Barnabas is being carried away with this hypocrisy. See, he rebuked Peter and the brethren that came from James. Because what did Paul know? Paul knew that a man was not justified. Y'all listen, by the words of the law. But Paul knew we are justified by faith. And so I'm telling somebody today, all it takes, to change your life is faith in Jesus. Faith in what he came to do. Y'all listen. Matters not how long you've been in something. Faith in Jesus avails much. Are y'all with me? Go back to Galatians. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to close it. Go back to Galatians. Faith in Jesus avails what? Much. Go back to Galatians 6 and 15. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. A new creation. This new creation, listen, has a creator. Listen, 
the creator of this new creation is God Almighty or the Most High God. So to be a new creation, listen, means that you are God made. Can I deal with it? Now notice he said in verse 15, a new creation. Receive this morning that the word new has to do with better. Better. Listen to me. When we get in God or when we get in Christ and we are in him right, we better. I said we better. I said we better. I said we better in Christ. You are a new creation. This is the meat of the message. With a new creation comes new traits. Come on. With being a new creation comes new traits. You see that? Look at my say it comes with it. Tell you tell another neighbor say it comes with it. Say it's a part of it. Listen, listen, no way to be a new creation and not have New traits. Can I say it another way? New creation, new fruit. New fruit. Good fruit. See, as a sinner, we we was barren fruit, but it was bad fruit. A new creation will bear new fruit, new traits. I'm finna call new traits. Listen. New personality. See, now I got folks looking at me like, am I new? I'm finna challenge you. I'm finna challenge you. New traits. Equates new personality. Okay, let's deal with it. No longer a pushover. Now this is what I'm going to talk to the place where you knew. How you knew. But you still the same old pushover. You still the same wimp. And, and listen, uh, just like a man can be a wimp, a woman can be a wimp. I know before Christ, you cry about everything. First sign of trouble, you, you, you crying. Letting things and people just walk over you. But with being new, you shouldn't still be that same pushover. I done made somebody upset. You was Before you became God made. Some of you knew before God. If things got tough. You just quit. You just give up. It's easy for you. Easy for you to quit. Easy for you to lay down. 
Well, Pastor, I put the application in. I ain't heard back from nobody, so I'm just going to go back to school, and then I'm just going to be this right here then. But did God tell you to do that? I thought you was. Don't tell me you ain't ever looked at somebody in the church. At what they was manifesting. Boy, it's so quiet in the church. Y'all looking at me like. Oh, it's quiet up in here today. It's quiet as we done been in some time. You ain't never just wanted to tell somebody. And I ain't talking about in no nice way either. I'm talking about, I'm talking about just step to and right. So I thought you was new. In God, I became a fighter. Nobody takes from me. Nobody pushes me over. Nobody tells me I can't have what God told me that I can have. Nobody tells me where to live and what to drive. I'm not singing, we shall overcome. I've already overcame. You see the life that I'm living. See, it's sad in the church. Folks are shout about David slaying Goliath, but they won't slay their Goliath. How are you still selfish? New creation, new traits, new personality. How are you still the same self-centered person you've always been? Come on. You, you ever heard of saint when, when, when they want to do something? That they know it's contrary to God's will and they know it's wrong. A lot of saints like to get mad and just say, they don't know who I am. They don't know who they fool. See, look, look, you better know who you are. Some of us, it's still all about you. New trait, new personality. You know how I became a giver? Being a new creation. That's how I became a giver. Giving of myself, giving of my talents, giving of my resources, giving of my time. Come on, when I got saved, it was not all about me anymore. It was about God. Use me to be a blessing. Use me, God. You know where we have so many unhappy marriages? Listen, amongst Christians, selfishness. Still got a man doing him. Instead of doing we. Still got a woman with a whole lot of mouth and a whole lot of attitude. But the good brother thought she was new. I'm coming your way. I'm finna close. Got folks in the church now. They don't work in ministry no more. Because that's old school. If I get a little time, I'll volunteer for something. I thought you was new. 
Ain't gonna be no hollering. They said, still pestilence. Still seeing the bad in everything. New trait, new person. I thought in God by now, no matter how bad it got, you would be optimistic. Who said that? No matter what. That's just a no matter what. See, them tight folks I know. Them like tight folk that I know. Oh, you knew. I mean, all hell can be breaking loose. Everything that can go wrong is seemingly going wrong. But, but a new creation, a God-made woman, a God-made man will tell you, Pastor, I see God in this. I see God moving in this. I see God working this out. I see God bringing better out of this. I see God bringing bigger up out of this thing. But when you're not really new, you still the same old pessimistic person you've always been talking about how bad it is. But tell your neighbor, if you really knew, tell them new new. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody, if you really knew, 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 then you are God made. I said, you God made. I said, you God made. You God made. Stop fighting. Change. Stop fighting. What God wants to see change today. He's sending this word to this house. Because some things need to change today. Number two, when you're God made, you not only have God traits. You'll not only have new traits, new personality. But your God consciousness is new. Listen, your God consciousness is new. That's what I mean by God consciousness is new. Listen, just being saved in and of itself we are not the only ones that can hear from God. Come on, a sinner can hear from God. Right? God can speak to a sinner. But when you become a new creation, your God consciousness changes. Listen, in the sense that you become a hearer and doer of the word. No more coming to church just having heard. Your God consciousness has changed. Listen, so whether God speaks to you in this church or in your master bathroom, you're going to hear and apply his word. If he speaks to you on your job, you're going to hear and you're going to apply his word. Why? You knew. Your God consciousness has changed. And see, don't tell me that if your God consciousness changes to the point to where you are not only a hearer of the word, but you become a doer. How can you be a hearer and doer of the word? Listen, and your life not get better. See how the enemy fighting somebody right now. He's trying to convince you that this word isn't for you. But God designed it with you in mind. Y'all recognize this morning, I didn't know how many would be in the sanctuary. But see, not only did God know how many would be in the sanctuary, God knew the seat that you would be in. Finally, as a new creation, there's a lifestyle change. Did y'all hear me? A lifestyle change. What's the lifestyle now? Faith walkers. that, That becomes, listen, a lifestyle. See, it becomes a lifestyle. 
living by faith, listen, is an everyday thing. Tell David, say, stop waiting for trouble to live by faith. Look at another thing. Stop waiting for something bad to happen to live by faith. Tell David, living by faith should be a way or living, of living or finish it. A lifestyle. I'm finna close. That means when you go get your next car. <laughs> don't just let it be. <laughs> what you making out? Let faith have something to do with what you test drive. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, welcome past the section that they thought you were here to get there. Keep on walking and tell the salmon, follow! Follow me. Follow me. Yeah, I, I want to test drive this one right here. Well, how, how much you making out? What, what about your credit? Don't worry about that right now. Let me get in the driver's seat. I'm trying to close it, but when it is a lifestyle, it's with you in the doctor's office. It's with you. Listen, some of you don't read. You made it through school. What we call faith was a lifestyle. You didn't drop your faith when you took a test. You sat down. Let me close. I don't went too long. Let me close. Whoa! I'm excited. See, I know what changed me. I would never change just being a new creation at church only. That's what's wrong with folks. You're a new creation on Sunday morning from 10.15 to around 12.30. After that, you just as normal as everybody else. See, folks don't like this. But here's the conclusion. This is why I laid it down the way I did. Because it's a scripture we always read. But if you don't understand who Paul was, you quote this scripture all day, but you won't live it because you don't understand the background. And see, I didn't give you the background on Paul. Are y'all hearing me? How Paul knew being a new creation, new traits, new personalities, a new God consciousness, and a new lifestyle. Brought him to where we going to close. And this got to be the, the real close because it's the third one. Come on. Philippians. Yeah, some of my new friends, they say, did, did he say close uh, 10 minutes ago? Yeah. You have folk looking at visits like, that ain't the, that ain't the real one yet. Come on. <laughs> some of the members are still looking at, we still don't know how this thing going to go. Once he then finally closing. <laughs> See, 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 I'm all about not just folk coming to church, but I'm all about people being empowered to the point where I as a pastor can look at your life and I know, man, I remember how that sister was when she came. And see, I see God drawing the youth and the young adults in here. Don't you know my thing for these young people is that they would prosper at a faster rate than we did? See, 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 my, my seasoned sisters, my seasoned women. When y'all see these young women coming in, y'all ought to be looking at them like, girl, come on in and get this. Girl, come on in and eat this stuff. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. And you ought to know if that girl changes, you ought to be saying, girl, watch out. Your homegirl ain't going to be able to handle who you are, not this new creature. Philippians 4.13. Yeah, I got, I got to go. Philippians 4.13. Mm. Philippians 4.13 this is what Paul said Paul said in Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ 
who strengthens, who empowers me. Tell you, neighbor, he had that mindset. Not on a beach. Tell them not on vacation. But in jail. Locked up. And we have the nerve to quote this. But ain't no new traits. Ain't no new God consciousness. Ain't no lifestyle of faith. But when you have all these things, and you know you God made, you can say just what Paul said. I can do all things. Through who? Through who? Through who? See, it was through Christ that we was made these new creations. And see, it governs. It governs how you think, how you talk, and what you do. See, when you truly a new creation, when you truly God made, this new way of living, this new personality, it's going to govern how you think, it's going to govern how you talk, and it's going to govern your choices or your actions. Availing as a new creation. I'm done. Come on, let's give him a hand of praise. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.